Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. You're welcome to Sunday School this morning. Today is the first Sunday in the month of March. Our God is good. Our God is gracious. Before we start, let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for bringing us to this awesome month of March. Lord, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost Congress. Thank you for the great and mighty things that you've done in the course of the Congress. Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. Dear God, as we go into your word this morning, sweet Holy Spirit of God, minister your life unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today we are looking at lesson 27 of our teen zeal, and the topic is keep the sheep, you being the shepherd. Keep the sheep, you being the shepherd. Hallelujah. Our Bible text is taken from John chapter 10, verse 17 to 18. John chapter 10, verse 17 to 18. And the and I read in the New Trans New Living Translation version. The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life, so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. This is what my Father has commanded. It's the Lord Jesus Christ speaking in this scripture. Even though he had the power over his life, he had the power, he had the will to say no, that was not going to die on the cross of Calvary for us, but he chose to obey God. You know, Jesus did not die. His life was not taken from him. Rather, he willingly laid his life down to die for our sin. Nobody is big enough to take the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody can kill our God. But he chose to. He willingly laid down his life. And also, from this scripture, we saw that Jesus demonstrated his love for God and for humanity by laying down his life to reconcile man back to God. And Jesus chose to obey God's commands, though he had the power and the will to withhold his life from this assignment. Remember when he was spending in the Garden of Gethsemane? He was like, Lord, this cup is too much for me. But he ended it by saying, not my will, but yours be done. And that is the kind of life that God has called us into as his children. He wants us to subject the control that he has given us. He wants us to subject it to God's command. We must be, and we must be fully committed to the business of reconciling man to God. You know, Jesus, he went to the cross of Calvary. He died for us so that he can reconcile us back to God. He was committed to that cause. And so as believers, as teenagers, we also must be committed to that business of reconciling man to God in whatever capacity the Lord has given us grace. Then God has blessed us with a will and also the grace to make decisions. However, 
you must choose to obey God always. Praise God. So that's the summary of our Bible text. Our memory verse is taken from John chapter 2, 21, verse 16, which says, He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. This is was Jesus again talking in this scripture to John, to Simon, Simon Peter. Then do you love me? And Peter said, But Lord, you know now, you know that I love you. This is the same way that God is asking you out there today. Jeremiah, do you love me? That is Jesus asking you. Ezekiel, do you love me? Tunde, do you love me? Titilayo, do you love me? Iyanu, do you love me? And I'm sure your answer will be, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my lamb. Feed my sheep. Praise God. So our lesson outcome is that at the end of the study, we should know why and how to take care of the people of God in our care. Our central truth is that God wants to entrust people into your hands. This is so big. It means that even at this stage of our lives as teenagers, God is ready, is willing to entrust people into your hands. So before we go on, who is a shepherd? Shepherd is someone who, according to the Bible, who watches over, who looks after or guides somebody. That is who a shepherd is. Watches over another, looks after another, or guides another. And in relation to the Bible, who are the sheep? The sheep are God's people, followers of Christ. Sheep are basically timid animals who tend to graze in flocks and are almost totally lacking in protection from predators without their shepherd. And God is willing. God has decided to entrust his sheep into your hands. Don't say that, you know, it may be looking like uh, I'm not a pastor. No. God wants to entrust life into your, your hands. This is a call to leadership. It is a call to maturity. It is a call to let you know that the life you have and the life you are living is beyond you. You are not living just for yourself. Yes, you are a teenager, but that life you have is beyond you. God has attached destiny of people to your destiny. And you must lead them. You must guide them. Praise God. It's a call to leadership. It's a call to maturity. And it is for every single teenager. Because you must influence others for God in your circle. Praise God. A shepherd's primary responsibility is the safety and welfare of the flock. As God's children, we have an automatic assignment to serve God all the days of our lives by caring for his sheep. And their lives are tied to you to nurture generations and lineages also. You cannot afford to stray from God's path and, and God's path and design for you. God places some people in your life just so that you will lead them to Christ and direct them to the source. You cannot afford to let him down. In Psalm 22, verse 30, the Bible says that a seed shall serve him and he shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. 
this is the why of why you must be a shepherd yes because in our lesson outcome we must know why this is the why because there are lives attached to your destiny this life that you have is beyond you the life that you are living is not just for you alone so you cannot afford to do things anyhow you cannot afford to let god down praise god so we shall discuss in detail what it means to be a good shepherd and the qualities that one must possess to be called a good shepherd in our sunday school outline the first study guide is attribute of a good shepherd we have five according to our manual the first one is sacrificial actions from our bible text we saw that jesus sacrificed his life he gave his life voluntarily to the lord to, 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 to die for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins and we can be reconciled to the Father. The Good Shepherd chooses personal sacrifice for the welfare of his sheep. He is a protector and carer of God's sheep. Protector and carer of God's sheep. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 12 to 13, we see two people there, the island and the shepherd. The shepherd, when he sees dangers, and protect the sheep but the island runs you know when he sees danger because he's just doing it for the salary for the money and of course a good shepherd must be a good listener in john 10 14 Bible says, i'm the good shepherd and i know my sheep and i am known by my own sheep so there's a relationship there's a relationship between the the shepherd and the sheep and of course a good shepherd a good shepherd must be humble, humility, and teachability. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 says, With all lowliness and godliness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. A good shepherd, you must be humble. You must be teachable. Praise God. You must, you know, as a good shepherd, don't be like, Of course, I know everything now. You must be willing to learn from others you must be willing to let god teach you amen then you must be disciplined whoever loves instruction loves life but he who hates correction is stupid that's proverbs chapter 12 verse 1 a good shepherd must be disciplined must live a disciplined life hallelujah study guide b what are the rewards for being a good shepherd number one is that god will take care of your needs matthew 6 33 Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. God watches over your spiritual progress. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. We see that in 1 Peter 2.25. God watches over your soul, and of course, eternity is your reward. You will make it to heaven. Praise God. And of course, there are so many other things. You know, when... You, you you see that a life, somebody that you spoke to, you preached to, gave his life to Christ, and the person is doing well, and the person, you know, has gone on to become somebody influencing others for the Lord. You will have joy. You will have joy. Your hope will not just be for eternity, even here on earth, you'll be hopeful and you'll be joyous. You will have personal fulfillment when you are a good shepherd. You live, your life takes on more meaning because this life that you have is not just about you. It takes, it, your life becomes more meaningful 
and you will become a better version of yourself, you know, because as you build others, you are also being built. And of course, you will fulfill purpose. You will fulfill purpose. Man is at the center of God's heart. And, you, and anything that you do that transforms man, anything you do that brings man closer to God, you will you are fulfilling purpose. Hallelujah. So let's go to our discussion. Discussion, discuss other key attributes, especially relating to teenagers. Today I'm going to use uh, the the qualities, the eight qualities of a shepherd leader given by David Burnett of biblical leadership, you know, to support, to explain our discussion. Number one is boundaries. And he used, and ironically, he, he, he took these qualities from the book of John chapter 10, you know, where we had our Bible text from verse 1 to 18. Boundaries, you know, for leaders in every area of life, there are appropriate ethical, moral, and other boundaries that you must set. So as a teenager, as a teenager that has been called to be a shepherd, you know, that God is speaking, you know, it says a call to maturity. You must set boundaries, ethical boundaries, moral boundaries for yourself and even for the people that you are leading. There must be boundaries. You know, the sheep, they are kept in a pen, you know, so that they don't just go. And sometimes the, the, the shepherd is ahead of them and they come behind. So there must be boundaries. Boundary for your life. Set boundaries as a shepherd. And for people that you are leading, there must be boundaries. And of course, you must live a life of example. Any true leader will lead by example. It is not a case of do as I say, but do they will do as you do. Leaders must be trustworthy models to follow. As a teenage leader, as a teenage shepherd, you must live by example. Remember, Paul tells Timothy, be an example of believers. You must be trustworthy. And this is learned over time. You must cultivate a deep sense of trust with those you lead, with those that you you keep with, the, with, with your friends, with people in your circle. And provision, true leaders provide for the real needs of those people that they lead. When it comes to leaders' choices, a person is more important than a prophet. A leader acts in the way that gives life to those who or he or she leads. You know, talking about provision, you say, I'm a teenager, what do I have? You have time. You have your knowledge. There are things that you can share with people, you know, that the Lord has placed around you. There are things that you share with them that will affect them for a life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you also have your energy. You have your energy. You have your zeal. You have your skills. You have your ability. Those unique things that you are good at. You can use it for the Lord. You can use it to, to keep people in faith. You know, there are so many teenagers. They come to church. They don't have friends in the church. It's so sad. They don't have friends in the church. And you, you have that people's skills. Why not look out for those teenagers that are quiet in your congregation and draw them in so that they don't go out and mix with the wrong crowd. You have 
things that you can do. Yes, you don't have to be your teenager's uh, the, the president in your in your church. You don't even have to be a worker, even though I'm encouraging you to be a worker. But you can still lead from wherever it is or whatever it is that you do in your church. Whatever it is that you do in your school, draw people in, draw them to God. Hallelujah. And of course, you must be sacrificial. We have seen that in the attributes of a good shepherd that we discussed. The good shepherd chooses personal sacrifice for the welfare of his sheep. The same is true of, of a, a, a shepherd leader. They willingly experience personal sacrifice for the benefits of those they lead. It's not about the leader. It's about those being led. Remember I said that this life that we have, is more than us. What God has deposited in you is not just for you alone. And when you are you were saved, you are not just saved for yourself. You were saved. You have been saved to save others. You have been saved to save others. And the same way that Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for us so that we can have eternal life is the same way that you sacrifice, that you stay committed to see that people also, more people come to eternal life, praise God. And of course, you must be invested in others. You must be invested in others, starting from those in your circle, from those in your teen's church. You know, you can't just go to church and be aloof, like uh, you don't know, you don't care about uh, what is going on. You know, there's somebody I know, if you ask her, say, I don't know, I don't know. No, you can't afford to do that. You have to be invested in the things of God. You have to have a personal stake in the well-being of the sheep. Take, you know, the people in your teen's church, the people in your class, has the sheep that the Lord has given you to nurture, has the sheep that God has assigned, you know, to you, and begin to take personal stake, you know, begin to be your brother's keeper. Begin to encourage one another. You see a gloomy face, gloomy face in church today. Or even next time, why not put on a smile and say, brother, how are you? How is, are things with you? You know, don't let, take it as a, a personal responsibility that when people come into your church, the church where you are, they will feel the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Then, of course, a good shepherd is relational. You know, the, in John 10, verse, he says, I know my sheep and my sheep knows me. So a true good shepherd takes the time and energy to build solid and genuine relationship with those he or she leads. Each is known and treated as an image of God. You have to begin to see everybody as the image of God. No matter how they look, no matter their physique, you know, the, the open heaven of the things open heaven of uh, 6th of March was talking about not comparing yourself with yourself, with others. You know, we have to stop comparing people with others before we relate with them. We have to stop that. We have to begin to see everybody as a unique image of God and take it upon ourselves to, to, to relate with people well and to ensure that when people come within our circle, they feel welcome and they feel the love of Christ and they want to stay in the church. They want to stay. They want to come to the Christ that you serve because you have been pleasant to them. Praise God. And of course, 
A good shepherd must be visionary. Jesus had a vision of the future and lived for the fulfillment of that vision. In this case, it was increasing the size of his flock, those who would become his genuine leaders. True leaders have a clear vision for the future and live towards it. At this stage of your life, you must be visionary. You must know that, yes, this life that you have is beyond you. It's not just for you. And you are not saved just for yourself. You are saved to save others. You are saved to impact lives. And the same way that you have a future. And so you, your eyes must be on that future. You must know as a teenager that life does not end here. And whatever it is that you do now impacts the future. So the highs must be, your highs must be on the future. Praise God. So I have discussed the eight other qualities. Boundaries, set boundaries, live a life of example, be trustworthy, provision, provide for the people that you, 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 you the Lord has given you privilege and it's attached to your destiny. Be, live a sacrificial life. Be invested in others who can't be aloof. Be relational, relational, form relationship, develop relationship. Make sure that people in your team's church, they are friends. Praise God and be visionary. In conclusion, our invitation and application, the foundation of every good shepherd is seen in 1st Corinthians 11.1. 1. So pattern yourself after me. That is, follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ. So, at the beginning, I say it's a call to maturity. It's a call to a deeper walk with the Lord. You have to pattern your life after our Lord Jesus Christ. Know Him. Get to know more of Jesus on the pages of the scripture and pattern your life according to Him. In conclusion, as shepherds, we are to lead the sheep after the pattern of Christ. Remember that there are so many predators out there. There are so many things, you know, fighting to take away the sheep from the fold. So many predators, so many predators of pressure, predators of uh, worldliness, predators of sin, of temptation, of uh, the, 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 the fear of missing out. You want to belong. All these things, they are out there trying to steal the sheep. We all are the followers of Christ. You must not allow it. Praise God. We must act in all honesty, integrity, and commitment. And we are destined to bring glory unto the name of the Lord. We are destined to bring glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have looked at what the Bible, what our Bible text is, and we have some real questions here. Please, let's go through it. Praise God. Our prayer point for today is, Lord, please make a good make me a good shepherd don't let me disappoint you in the mighty name of jesus father this is a deep calling from for every teenager out there to come up and become shepherds to come up and begin to nurture father today we pray that you make each and every of our teenagers in the redeemed christian church of god shepherd good shepherd that'll begin to nurture lives that'll begin to build up lives in the mighty name of jesus and as they do this lord father build them up in the name of jesus let their needs be met for in jesus mighty name we are prayed amen praise god and have a blessed thanksgiving service